Hello, good afternoon. Hi, my name is Dr. Kulmeet Kunlis, and I'm a primary care physician in Central Florida. I have practice in Sebring and Lake Wales. Thank you for joining this YouTube live session, and it's being also broadcasted on Facebook Live on our page, Shield Medical Group. In this, we will like to discuss with you regarding setting up achievable health goals in 2024. That way you can live a better and quality-filled life. It is my experience that every year we all make some goals which are very emotional and sometimes not achievable. They have all the good intention behind it, but they need to be rooted in science and also need to know yourself and work with yourself because this is a fight with you, with yourself. So I have decided that I should kind of start the year with the YouTube Live, the first real formal YouTube Live with this session regarding setting up goals in 2020. Before we go further, like as a physician, when I see the patients, there is a lot of confusion among patients. What is their annual physical or a wellness exam means? And I just want to first will go over and explain what this annual physical exam means. Then I will go over what are the particular test age appropriate needs to be done. Then I will go through different agencies like CDC and United States Preventive Services Task Force, what their recommendations are, and then certain takeaway points. That way you do not leave this session without clarity in mind that you should be able to talk to your primary care physician in a very scientific and quote understandable and actionable items could be created from this. So let's start. First, the key component is whenever I do physical as a primary care physician, my first goal is to make everybody understand what physical means. And I think the fundamental question, which is bigger than what physical is, or what are the goal setting is, because we could set only those goals when we know ourselves. So first, thing which I do repeatedly over and over with our patients is I try to explain who I am or what each individual is. As everybody's experience is, as you know, we all have a body, we have a mind with which we have emotions, and we have intellect, the critical thinker inside us which tells us what is right, what's wrong, and what are the things we should do, what we shouldn't do that part. Then we have a spiritual domain of our life, which is the kind of a, our compass, which guides our actions and do this one part. Then we live in this outside the social environment. So what I want everybody to understand first is before we understand the goals and set it up, to know ourselves. The way I seen and the way I have been able to explain my patients repeatedly, what this, who I am, if I could explain you clearly, I think that will make more sense to you in the point forward. So let's start with the body. Body, out of five things which I said, by body, mind, intellect, our spiritual domain, and the social, body is the most honest. 
body tells you if there is something wrong body tells you what is right what needs to be done it it is very clear very honest second main of our life is the mind or the emotions that is where that is the part what we need to understand because that is what tricks us all the time say for example in the new year eve we all think that i'm going to be able to lose 40 pounds of weight i'm going to exercise every day i'm going to sleep at the right time i'm going to improve my relationships but in the end what happens is we are back to where we couple of days it happens and then we are back to our normal habits and we are not able to achieve a sustainable goal so, so we're going to spend some time to understand our mind our emotions third is the main of our life is is intellect that is the critical thinker in us that is the one which tells us what is right from wrong whether we should do this thing or we shouldn't do this yes and that is the one which analyzes the information and come up with a reasonable plan but the, we need to understand is with when you try to set up the goals in the beginning of the new year that i'm going to lose 30 pounds of weight i'm going to eat that was your intellectualization you are thinking with your critical analytical mind which is telling you this needs to be done but this critical mind is not in control what is in control is your habits and emotions and that is a thousand pound gorilla and the how we tame this emotions will go further into that in a minute then fourth domain of our life is spiritual which is we all have our own moral compass which guides us what to do what not to do and i think this is very important if we don't have a moral compass we there won't be any difference between animals and us and then the last part is which is also very important when we set up the uh, health goals or any kind of goals is our social environment let's first understand what is social environment is social anything so far i said four things your body your mind your intellect and your spirit that is inside you all these four domains are inside you but the fifth domain which is social you consider anything which is not you is social and if you look around this social environment is made up of only five things you have other people places things events and time so let's elaborate if you look around wherever you are there are people around you you are at a home you may be driving you may be in a mall that is the places part of it is then is the things you are using some kind of device if you are listening to this um, live session or you may be sitting in a chair sitting in a sofa bed those are the things then is the events you have to go here you have to go there it's my birthday it's my new eve oh, i have to go to job at this time so third fourth thing is the event and then the fifth thing is time everything has to pass through the river of time so if you look at it is who i am and that's the message which i want to go before i go specifically into the goals is that you need to understand yourself you have a body you have a mind you have intellect you have a spiritual domain and you have social 
and the social is made up of five things people places things event and time now let's talk it over more what are the needs of these domains body as i said body is very honest it ask for food it needs to rest it needs to sleep and it needs to have entertainment body does not sway much you could count on body if you don't eat it will tell you i'm hungry but the problem is we eat when we are not hungry that's not your body eating that's your emotions because i like it that's how we do this one part of it is second is your so body's needs are food rest exercise and entertainment now let's go to mind that is where the crookedness of our human existence lies sometimes i want this sometimes i want that this time i want this this time i don't this thing if i want to exercise let's start tomorrow and the tomorrow never comes in or i will go in the evening so this is your procrastinator this is the one you have to win over whenever we are setting up the goals you whatever your intellect told you this your emotions have to accept it and you need to be fired up intellectually like if you go in the older way we used to describe conscious mind and subconscious mind conscious mind is your intellect but you could think analyze perceive and act, create an action subconscious mind is everything else what i told you whatever happen in your body that's your subconscious mind that has a conditioning of millions and millions of years our habits and and the rituals which we go through that so it is important that whenever we set the goals we should emotionally also accept it not that self will is a very weak you self will will not kill you will power will not carry you for a long time will power has a very limited band capacity i was talking to one of my computer friend and i asked at him like uh, they have analyzed kind of analyzes how what is the in computer language if we want to know the capacity of how much is the power or bytes or megabytes of will power we have in computer language is about 40 megabytes and what is the rest of that is 40 millions so your emotions your habits your rituals it is compared to 40 million megabytes of a computer system which is driving you and you want to be in charge with a 40 megabyte capacity of a computer yes it can be cultivated but you're going to need a practice what i'm trying to say is in context of setting up the goals you must set up these goals your habits what you do on day to day basis what are the don'ts what are your time constraints are what are the other people who is going to impact your decision what are the important events going on this thing so if you understand who you are then you could understand your your goal setting without understanding who i am and what are the components and how they and they affect you i don't believe you will be able to achieve reasonable sustained goals so that is the lesson number 1 or but i have understood it like in 30 years any i have probably went over in different 
versions of it, my patients probably I go over this thing 10 times and make them understand that they need to understand them before we could do anything which is meaningful and sustainable. Building with this relationship, now let's talk about the goals. So when you're setting up the goals, if there are five domains of life, your body, your emotions, your thoughts, your spiritual and your social. So your goal setting, especially in a healthcare goal setting, it has to come through these five domains. So let's first talk about what body wants. As I said before, body needs food, exercise, rest, and entertainment. Now, if we let our body control this thing, meaning we eat only when we are hungry, we eat up to the point when it tells you to stop, we rest when it's tired, and we go to sleep, and we do other part that if we start attuned to our body and start listening to our body, I don't think we will have any chronic medical problems. Our problem is we do not listen to our body. What we listen to is our mind. Mind meaning your emotions. If you like something, you will go and eat it whether you're hungry or not. It's, it's supper time, you will go and eat. The first time we go and eat. Or now the things are social changes are, it's not that you even have to cook. Now it's very easy. You don't dash it, you Uber it, the food will be there. All those things when you eat, you don't sleep, you keep on playing, this is what your emotions are controlling. And that should not be the driving force. The driving force should be your intellect. So next part comes in into it, what's the emotions needs to be done? Our vices, as Bible says, seven deadly sins, that's what is referring to is, is our emotions. If we take our, listen to our body and what Bible says in certain deadly sins, we avoid them. I don't think our healthcare problems will be there. Lot of healthcare problems which should die. Next comes it to intellect. We don't even think. The biggest disease is the emotions are driving us crazy. Neither we are listening to our body, neither we are thinking. And we are on an automatic pilot. Anxiety, fear, stress is driving us. We are, we are not in control. We, there is no technical difference between us and animals. That we are on autopilot. As a human being, we are not supposed to be on autopilot. Since we don't think, we do not listen to our spiritual domain either. Our moral compass is very short. We don't listen to anything. We don't do what we are supposed to do it. Yes, when there is significant catastrophes happen, then we think we think that we should have done a different way. So coming to that part, now coming to the social. If you look at your social media, you could decide whatever you want to do that. If you do not take into consideration what is going on in your life, meaning, if you don't know, if you say, for example, say, I'm going to start exercising and you're a young mother, you can't do that because you have to take care of your children. You have to take care of your other family members and everything. Before you make a decision, think of your social environment, how other people are going to impact your decision. 
how other places, things, event and time, how this thing is going to play into that part. Now let's take up the ultimate goal of every human being is to, number one, to live as long as humanly possible and live as good as humanly possible. And if I have to, in 30 years of my experience, if I size healthcare into two words, every doctor, every healthcare provider or institution is trying to accomplish two goals. Number one, to make you live as long as humanly possible. Number two, to have you live quality for your life. And what is interfering in this one is our lifestyle. If now in the United States, number one reason for death is heart attack and stroke. Before we further go, go into that, technically, the number one cause of death in an ideal society should be aging, that you have lived long enough life, then eventually we have to go to our maker and that's how we should die. But now there are two main, if, if you search healthcare literature, you will find Brazilian things which can affect. But if as a society, if you focus on what kills most of us, it will falls into three things. Number one, heart attack and strokes. Number two is the cancers. And number three is the accidental deaths. So let's three, all these three, whether it's a cancer death or a heart attack and stroke or accident, these are all lifestyle. So because we are not having a proper lifestyle. And the lifestyle is not determined by your body, not by your intellect, not by your thoughts, not by its way, it's by our emotions. Because we are not connected with our body, our thought process, our emotion and spirit, we basically are living with seven deadly sins. And I think that is what is driving our all pain, suffering, and misery. Let's take it into details now, heart attack and stroke. Heart attack and stroke number, are the number one killer in the United States and worldwide, and I'm from India. When I came to the United States 30 years ago, the number one reason in India for death was infectious diseases at that time. And if you didn't have any infectious disease, you died gracefully in a very old age and you enjoyed your children, grandchildren and 99% of your great-grandchildren. But now with the westernization in India, pretty much when it's the same way. Now, number one reason of death, the death is also heart attack and stroke. So what has happened is the prosperity has not only improved our living, it, it prosperity has made us lazy. We don't eat right, and we don't exercise, we don't entertain ourselves, we don't think, we don't connect to our maker. So we are pretty much all societies across the board. Now they are living the same kind of life. And I think that's a curse of possibility prosperity that our lifestyle changes. Our lifestyle becomes more comfortable, 
And this comfort leads to all these medical problems which we are talking about. Now, let's, in heart attacks and strokes, three things basically lump up in this group, you know, there is heart attack, stroke, and if you have any gangrene, uh, they are EAD with the perpetrated. Uh, All these things look gathered through the same one process, which is called atherosclerosis. So they all pretty much will uh, fall into that. But if you look at what are the reasons we develop heart attack and the stroke and PAD is, number one, diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, obesity, and smoking. So if you look at it, it's if we don't gain weight, we don't become diabetic, our blood pressure stays pretty much normal most of our age. With age related, as we age, the blood pressure will increase some, but not to the level that it will give you heart attack and stroke. And then diabetes is a purely comes from things. Number one, lack of exercise and our eating pattern. So, so as the cholesterol, so the common cause for anything relating to heart attack, stroke, PH, is your lifestyle, meaning exercise, diet, and uh, and also understanding what we normally Next is cancers. Most number one reason, if you look at the reasons for the cancer, why we develop cancer, they fall into smoking, drinking, lack of exercise, and also the our environmental carcinogens, whether it's they coming in the form of food, preserving uh, preservatives or anything. So the, most of this, uh, these things can are happening again out of our lifestyle. So again, the second killer of uh, our, in our society is cancers and they are also related to our lifestyle. Now coming back to is the third thing, accidental deaths. Accidental death, number one reason is drunk driving. So if you look at it, if we have if we have to set up some goals, it needs to be set up everything about lifestyle. So what are the things when I keep on saying lifestyle, what this lifestyle means? Number one, eating right. Number two, exercise. Number three, managing your stress and keeping your emotions under control. Connect to ourselves and think, if we start exercising, now the exercise has a lot of data. You will find good and bad part of internet is, if I don't want to exercise and if I put in, what are the harmful consequences of exercise? You could find 2000 articles, which is which will tell you, you shouldn't exercise. Or if you want to find it out is, you could find the evidence for exercising. But one thing is very clear. The exercise should be minimum 150 minutes per week, meaning 30 minutes at least five times a week, preferably seven days a week, at a speed that, or at exertion level, that you feel it. It's not you're strolling around. You should be sure of that. We all will be different depending on your conditioning. 
if some athlete is there they may have to run at 50 miles per hour before they become short of breath and people like me they may not be able to walk but 5 miles per hour but whatever the, to get the benefit you must be short of breath you must be exerting your breathing should be fast and also your you should feel your heart rate is increasing diet it is proven over and over and the, i don't think anybody need to discuss this thing is a plant based diet has the most evidence i'm not saying don't eat meat meat to the taste but fill your tummy with fruits and vegetables whenever you're planning how much to eat your stomach has a capacity of about five four apples just imagine that when you're trying to eat this your stomach has if you're fully hungry your stomach can can accommodate a volume as of about four apples now the question here is if you eat pasta you could put it in 5000 with lot of cheese you could put 10000 calories in that and if you could fill this stomach with two third of it with probably 200 calories with good quality salad fruit and vegetables and key here is our diet predominantly needs to be main bulk needs to come from fruits and vegetables some lentils and beans and meat to the taste because now what we have done is we are filling our stomach with a very high calorie diet say for example what i mean to do it in in can nutritional science there is a concept of nutritional density meaning if you eat a portion of like say for example 10 g of uh, butter will give you 90 calories and 10 g of apple will give you 2 calories so in your stomach it will fill the same space and probably the 10 g of uh, butter will not fill any space because it's going to be all coating around the things which are already so exercise second is the diet whenever you're planning plan for food which is high in fruits and vegetables lentils beans and then in the end meat to the taste then third component comes in is managing your stress connect to yourself know yourself in the beginning i have tried to give you to kind of understanding who you are understand what is driving you i think in united states we are blessed where we have more things than anybody will need personally i just want to share one thing well my visit to pakistan about 5 6 years ago i went to one of the fort where the moguls and one of the sikh ruler used to live their bedroom which was at their time was considered to be luxury and when i compared to my own bedroom and ever thousands and thousands of houses i've lived they were nothing so we are living lot more richer comfortable beautiful life than those so called kings and the rulers which i I think it's a good time to be alive it's, it's a beautiful time to be alive but it is amazing this prosperity how is raising havoc on us 
And I think we need to change our lifestyle so that we enjoy life for longer, quality for life. And we must make this stress management as a part of that. Then the next thing, which is the social domain of our life, what do we need? As I explained to you, our body needs to rest. It needs to eat. It needs to sleep. Our mind needs to have feeling of security, emotions, hunger, fear, all those things. You need to manage that. Intellectually, our intellect needs some stimulation. Read some books, read Bible, read whatever you believe in, but stimulate your intellect. Spiritually, connect with your maker, whatever your belief system is. And socially, you need to connect with others. Once we, our stomach is full, we are rested, emotions are under control, our intellect is under control, then the next most important thing is to connect with other people. You know, it could be your family member, friends, group, whatever you believe in, whatever gives you peace, you need to connect with that. So now, with this background, let's now talk about as a physician, what are the tests or the things which you need to do? So let's talk about, remember I told you there are three main killers in our society is a heart attack, stroke, and accidental deaths. Let's talk about heart attack and strokes. Whenever you go to a doctor, you request them to do complete blood work, which should include your fasting cholesterol, fasting sugar, hemoglobin A1C, monitoring your liver, kidney, electrolytes. And if you have a family history of some other risk factors or based on your lifestyle, your physician will do other specialized tests, but that should cover 99% of us. Then second part is this one is that one is the blood test part. If you are having symptoms, what are the symptoms of heart attack? Um, this if you have unusual shorts of breath, chest pain or pressure, you must let your physicians know because that could be a warning sign that you may have some blockages in your heart arteries and your physician can understand it and can take care of them better. If you have, if your PAD will present that if you cannot walk 50 yards and you're having a severe pain in your calf or you're having a pain even at rest and then you see your toes are blue, you're seeing your, uh, you become, when you walk, your feet become very pale. Those are all signs of PAD. Unfortunately, stroke does not give you any warning signs, but if you had heart attack, stroke, or your doctor told that you could possibly have blockages, or you have symptom PAD, you are at high risk well, yeah, by stroke. And the way we do is, is the simple ultrasound test your physician can schedule if it's necessary and it, they could find it out and they could help you taking care of that. So what I'm trying to say is fix your lifestyle, that blood test, and then specialist test based on your needs if it needs to be done, your physician will get it done. Now let's talk about cancers. In the United States, the, according to CDC and also according to United States Preventive Task Force, there are four cancers which we are looking for. Number one is the colon cancer in both male and female. Everybody above the age of 50 should have colonoscopy. 
I know there are a lot of people try to, this is one of the tests I have most difficulty convincing people that, that they should get it. But the good part is if your colonoscopy is completely normal, at least we know that you are protected for next 10 years. And if your gastroenterologist find a polyp, they will cut it out and that polyp will turn into cancer eventually. So that's a beautiful thing for the colonoscopy. But there are other ways it can be done. If you don't want to have a colonoscopy, your physician will give you a stool card that you have to get it done every year, or you could get a colo card, which is three years. So I think colo cancer screening as we are aging is increasing. We must get colonoscopy. Our aim should be colonoscopy or ask your physician to get the alternative colon cancer screening. Next test is in, in case of female, they should have mammogram. And guidelines differ according to whom you, to, uh, which kind of guideline you follow. But according to United States Preventive Service Task Force, you should have at least one baseline mammogram before the age of 50. Or if you have a family history of any breast cancer, then it will start earlier for you. At least 10 years, they say that if, say, for example, one of your family member, whether mother or sister have, say, at 45, if they had breast cancer, then your screening will start 10 years behind, meaning if you're at 35. But for general public, the breast cancer screening starts at the age of 50. It is every two years, and then it stops at the age of 74. Same way, colonoscopy is starts at 50 and stops at 75. In case of next is in males, is the prostate cancer screening. This is very controversial test, whether we should do it or not. Up till last year, it was very clear recommendation that without family history, we should not do PSA test. Because what happens is as we age, our PSA test increase, our PSA goes up. And when we do the test, the test may be physiologically high. And now you have abnormal test which needs to be explained and you will need prostate biopsies. And also in Caucasians, if you, even if you have a prostate cancer and you're otherwise healthy, we are not sure whether it leads to your demise earlier than your other natural causes. So it is very controversial, but as I'm recording this and talking to you, it is very clear that prostate PSA test if you want to get it done, if you put this thing is your physician will not object to it, it should be a shared decision and uh, we should offer you the prostate cancer screening. And then for our females, you need to have a pap smear. And the pap smear starts as this thing is uh, at, at the age of 18 or when you have a first sexual uh, interaction. And then it, depending on the guidelines, if everything is going well and there's no abnormality on your back here, then it is recommended that it should be every five years and it will stop when you turn 65. And then the fourth cancer which we screen for is lung cancer. Lung cancer screening is, I think, is gonna be very important now. If you have, that's, if out of this video, one message I want to give it this thing for personally, and that will be the message. 
is that if you have smoked for 20 back years let me explain meaning if you have been smoking say for example one pack for more than 20 years number of packs you smoke the number of years you smoke if the answer is more than 20 you should you should have lung cancer screening on the other hand if you are smoking half packs and you're smoking for 40 years and even then your answer is more than 20 years you should have this thing is and your physician will go over in detail those guidelines but it is recommended that we should start screening anybody who has called lung cancer screening at the age of 50 and then it goes every year till you turn 80 this is the longest uh, the guidelines are running a screening which has been recommended and the reason is lung cancer is very forgiving and non forgiving if you develop lung cancer it is usually a bad sign so less ask for lung cancer screening and prevent it now we are talking next which we talk about is accidental deaths number one as i said accidental death is your lifestyle choices don't drink and drive no matter how much you think that you're good and nothing is going on you will be uh incapacitated your reflexes will be low your judgment will be poor so do not trust yourself if you drink have somebody else drive you or don't drive because that's something which will be very important for you to understand the message which i wanted to give in this live session was that in united states and worldwide most of the natural killers which is heart attack and strokes cancers and accidental deaths they are predominantly lifestyle problem eating wrong lack of exercise unmanaged stress and not connecting to ourselves and our whoever is ours if we know our body know our emotions know our intellect have our spiritual connection and we navigate through social environment of other people places things event and time i believe we will have a better and a beautiful life i hope this live session added some value to you please comment on it we will also record and put it on on the youtube our youtube channel and uh, please subscribe to our channel and we conduct weekly surveys and uh, we ask you what should we talk about every week my goal is to go live every saturday at 1 pm and this is a new experience to me to i'm also learning how to create a better content and how to involve you so that i could read your comments and i could answer your questions live but this is a learning process stay safe stay healthy thank you very much